Good morning again. We are uh, this morning going to be looking at scripture from the book of Luke, from the book of Luke. And we've been, we've been in Luke for a little while now, if you've been here, and uh, we are in Luke chapter 24, Luke chapter 24. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there with me. Luke chapter 24. And we were going to, we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter 24, verses uh, 1 through 12. Um, but before, before I read that, I'm going to back up just one verse, and I'll start reading at 23... 56. I start reading at chapter 23, verse 56, and I'll read through uh, to Luke chapter 24. And the word of God reads thus. It says, Then they returned and prepared spices and, and ointments. On the Sabbath day they rested according to the commandment. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, And Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. He went home marveling. At what had happened. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you now, Lord, for the demonstration of your power and the resurrection. We pray, Lord, for that same demonstration of power to be present with us, Lord, by your spirit. We pray for your name to be glorified in this time. We pray for uh, receptive hearts, Lord, for fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. As Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I I did forget to thank all those that came out on Friday to uh, the Good Friday service. It was a blessing to see uh, you all there. He went home marveling at what had happened. I recently drove, well, actually, it just happened today. I drove 
by a digital road sign on I-95, and the sign said, peeps don't expire, but we do. It, it, was, it was displayed, I understood, it was displayed to encourage safe driving on the roads, um, but I noticed it was also an, an attempt by the Department of Transportation to recognize the current season of Easter, uh, hence the use of peeps, P-E-E-P-S, the notorious, famous, yellow, bird-shaped Easter candy that some people argue lasts forever. Well, well, first I admit the sign was a little funny, but, but the subject of our expiring, uh, our death, and, and its connection to Easter is something I, I think that deserves some serious thought and consideration. Death is, is an, uh, uh, eventually an issue for every person who lives. Uh, we're, we're all born having an issue with the grave. It's like a score that we need to settle. So the fact that someone showed up and stepped in to deal with death for us is something to celebrate. Today is not really a day to, to focus on candy and colored eggs, as the commercials would prompt, it's a day to focus on that day some 2,000 years ago. That Sunday that's sometimes called Easter or simply the Resurrection Sunday was a day that death got dealt with. Nobody expected what would happen early on that Sunday morning. The issue they would face at the grave would shake up their whole world. Everything they thought they knew about life and death was about to be turned upside down. And what what took place in, in the early morning hours spoken of in this scripture impacts and affects every single soul. Let's talk for a while about an issue at the grave. An issue at the grave. By the time we get to this, this passage in Luke, Jesus had been brutally crucified. He, he died and, and, and laid to rest in a borrowed tomb. People from Jerusalem and some like the women in this scripture who had followed him from Galilee witnessed all of this. They, they saw Jesus, who they loved and believed in, die on the cross, be taken down, and wrapped in linen cloths and have his lifeless body laid in a tomb. All death is a, is a loss, but some like his are, are just tragic. Uh, we face tragic deaths and hear of tragic deaths every day, but there was something about this one. And so the people, they all tried to deal with it themselves uh, the best way they knew how. Some some go and hide. Everyone deals with death in different ways. Some go and hide in fear. But some of the women get themselves together to go and anoint Jesus' body as soon as they possibly could. They didn't know uh, there would be an issue at the grave that morning. Look at verse 1, it says, But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. Everything seems to, seemed to be in order at first. 
the women were doing what they were supposed to be, uh, what was supposed to be done for the deceased. Uh, not being allowed to do any work on the Sabbath, they took the first chance they got to get to Jesus because it was the custom in that time to anoint the body with fragrant oils and spices as soon as possible. They wiped the tears from their eyes and they went out at an early, deep dawn hour. Uh, it, we might call it the crack of dawn. Uh, a time when, when some soldiers might call oh dark 30. Basically, it was a time of mourning that nobody would want to be up having to serve or do anything. But the time wasn't an issue for them. It just showed their love, faithfulness, and dedication to the Lord that they were up and out. Luke will mention the names of, uh, of some of the women later in the text, but he shows right away that they were diligent and devoted to Jesus. They prepared the spices. Uh, they waited and gathered what they should have and when they should have, according to God's word. And we don't want to miss this. Luke's also careful. Uh, he's careful to mention that this took place on the first day of the week. If you've ever wondered or, or have forgotten why Sunday is so special to the church, why it's not a take it or leave it day, why it's not a day that we sleep in or go out chasing the latest Sunday fun day hashtag activity, uh, why, why the church doesn't fail to gather on this first day of the week, it's because of what happened at the grave this day. If you see someone missing today uh, on Sunday, make sure you tell them that. You share that with them. That's another sermon for another time. Look, look at what the women encountered when they got to the grave. It says, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. If we had eavesdropped on the women talking amongst themselves on the way to the grave uh, in the book of Mark, we would find that we find out that they had no idea how they were going to move the large stone from in front of the tomb to get inside and anoint the body of Jesus with the spices. Uh, I just want to pause for a minute and, and, and kind of give a shout out to these women. Not only did they buy and prepare the spices, uh, not only did they set out early that morning, they set out early that morning not knowing how they were going to do what they wanted to do for the Lord. But they went out anyhow. Uh, they, we can learn from them that uh, we just need to make up in our mind to serve the Lord. Uh, we, we won't always have all of the answers, the hows, the wins, the what. But, but if we just get ourselves ready and go, move forward in commitment to him, God will make a way and God will get all of the glory. The tomb was a, a cave-like structure in that time. Uh, carved into a rock. The huge, heavy stone covering the tomb had been sealed, had been marked by the Roman Empire and made secure with guards standing watch so no one was allowed to move it or, or to enter in to reach the body of Jesus that was inside. But here it was this morning, rolled away from the tomb. The grave had been closed, but now it was open. This was the first sign that there was an issue. Next thing 
was that the grave had been occupied and now it's empty. They go in. These are brave women. I, I don't know that I would have went in. But they, they go in and, they, and, and discover Jesus is nowhere to be found. The place where they had seen him being laid to rest just three days ago was now vacant. There, there was an issue at the grave. This would have been an issue on my heart if it had been my loved one that I showed up looking for and they were now missing. But the scripture shows us that Jesus being miss, missing was only part of the issue at the grave that morning. The women didn't know what to think. Dead, dead people don't move stones or, 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 or change locations. Uh, maybe somebody has, has stolen his body. They didn't know what to make of it. While they were perplexed, verse 4 says about this, Behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and, and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? It's a good question. He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and, and be crucified and on the third day rise? Remember? As the women tried to understand what was happening, two men showed up at the tomb unexpectedly. Uh, they began to explain what's happening there at the grave. We find out in verse 23, if we read ahead, uh, that these were angels in the form and appearance of men. The shining of their outfits, weren't, it wasn't a fancy Easter suit that they had on. Uh, the shining of their outfits was like flashing lightning in a dark sky. Uh, they were illuminated, lit from being in the presence of a holy God. It dazed and frightened the women. Even though they were afraid, they had enough sense to bow their head, showing respect that something holy was happening in the tomb. When angels show up, in the scripture with the message, the people are, are typically, usually they're terrified. So they must, the angels must not look like the little chubby things with the harp sitting on the cloud. I don't think that's what the angels look like. Because people are terrified and sometimes if the Bible says they fall completely out like they're dead when they see an appearance of angels. But usually the presence of angels means either God has done or is about to do something supernatural. I know some, some people have issues with supernatural things like angels. Uh, Thomas Jefferson took issue with all the supernatural things in the Bible and cut all of the supernatural verses out and made his own Bible. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't want that Bible. I, 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 but, but if you have an issue with God sending angels because it's supernatural, you're really going to have an issue with the message that they're about to give to the women. They start with a rhetorical question. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? I love it. The angels let them know that they are looking for Jesus in the wrong place. Uh, they're in a place for dead folks, and the one they are looking for is actually alive. 
Are you acquainted with anyone, know anyone who, who, who you, you could be sure that they're really looking for Jesus, but they're in all the wrong places? They're looking for Jesus in a dead place, in a, a dead beverage, in a dead relationship. They're looking for Jesus in the wrong places. No one in here, but you may know someone. It's, there's a message for them here. The angels give a message. The angels make it as plain as possible. He's not there. He has risen. Just like the angels had been there to announce that Jesus had come into the world when he was born. Angels are here now announcing that Jesus was no longer among the dead, but is now alive. He's the living one. He has has been separated from death. Um, and be, uh, because of this, in the same way, he is separated from every other human ruler or leader that's ever lived, secular or religious. Uh, Jesus uh, is not able to be compared with any philosopher or teacher who lived in the past and is now dead. I assure you, according to the witness to the scriptures, to the testimony of the angels, we serve a risen Savior. There's a tomb over there near Jerusalem that's been empty since early that Sunday morning and it's still empty today. The angels point to another issue that the women were experiencing at the grave that morning. The issue is this. Either they had forgotten or never understood what Jesus had told them about his coming death and his rising on the third day. Although Jesus had told them what would happen, that it had to happen. It must happen. Although he had given them many examples of his power over death, like raising a widow's son, a a ruler's daughter, and Lazarus from the dead, although he told them that he was the resurrection and the life himself, until the angels spoke, the women, they did not remember how Jesus had told them it had to take place. He had to die but he was also going to surely get up. That was an issue that they didn't remember. I don't know if it's your first time or your hundredth time hearing about this, but the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is a big deal. I mean, we sit sometimes and we talk about it like it's a normal thing. Dead people don't get up. It's a big deal. If you, if you don't believe me, you can take an alarm clock over to a cemetery, set it, and leave it and see what happens. This resurrection, it's a big deal. It means that the grave issues, the issues of death that people have been dealing with since Adam and Eve sinned have now been overcome. The fact that he said he would be crucified and rise on the third day and was crucified and rose on the third day just like he said he would makes everything else he said become that much more real and reliable. Like like when he said, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. it's real. The resurrection points to it being real. Or, Or when he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. 
and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And ask, do you believe this? The resurrection makes it real for us that Jesus wasn't just a teacher or a man speaking. He had the authority and the power to back up what he said. His resurrection makes it real for us. Don't be too hard on the women for not getting it because sometimes it takes a lot for all of us to get what God is trying to tell us. But the resurrection, the empty tomb, the word of the angels made it all clear for them. Lord, let the meaning and truth of this text be made clear for us. It says, and they remembered his words in verse 8. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, it was Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. Once Mary, Joanna, another Mary, and there was probably another Mary there as well, and the other women with them, once they remembered what Jesus had said and realized what he had done, they got a new perspective on what was going on at the grave and what they should be doing at that moment. The new perspective gave uh, the women uh, missional minds as they went to tell others about how the Lord Jesus was no longer in that grave. Uh, at, the, at, a, at a time when Women couldn't testify in court. Luke shows how, how that early morning incident turned them into evangelists. They were first to carry the good news, these sisters in the text. Imagine these women running with that good news, good news that would change the whole world one day, telling it to the apostles and the people over and over uh, uh, to the people that had loved and followed Jesus, but the news was so incredible that those they told could not even believe it. That, that this, is, this, this last issue with the grave, uh, uh, this is the last one that, that really needed to be dealt with. The issue of not believing. Not believing the testimony about Jesus. It's not good enough to claim to follow and love him or to wear a title or a cross. All of that is not good enough if we don't believe that he got up from the dead that Sunday morning. Everything rests on that. The, the, 11, the 11 that they mentioned here in the text were Jesus' chosen bunch of disciples. Uh, now, minus Judas... They were the ones he was sent out as apostles to reach the world with his message. And not even they could believe that it was true. Not only did the apostles not believe what the women said, calling it an idle tale. When they said that it was an idle tale, that was a way to describe a person speaking that was insane. They thought the women were crazy. 
Anybody here ever been accused of being crazy for believing what the Bible says about Jesus? If you haven't, that means you haven't been sharing what the Bible says about Jesus. Because you will sound crazy. But it needs to be shared. Here's what I like. Even though it sounded crazy, somebody decided to do something. It says, but Peter. It always gets good when it says, but Peter. But Peter, the disciple who who had some issues of his own, uh, uh, the one that had lied and cried and denied Jesus, had to see for himself. Peter rose and ran to see for himself that the tomb was empty. And over in the book of John, if we look, uh, we find out that John ran with him and beat him to the grave. When, when, when him and John got there, though, Peter found the tomb empty just as the women told him it was. Nothing was there but the linen cloths Jesus had been wrapped in. Those cloths are important because uh, uh, no one would take the time to unwrap a dead body just to move it. The linen cloths were there. Can you see him? Can you see Peter at the grave with his mouth open, looking, stooping, shaking his head, trying to wrap his mind around uh, what his eyes were seeing? This empty grave, he, he left there and, and he went home, the Bible says, amazed, marveling, marveling, thinking about everything that he had heard and seen. Sometime later, he would go on and preach that it was impossible for Jesus to be held by death. Peter was a witness. Just to be clear, though, out of all of these issues going on that morning, know that Jesus never had an issue with the grave. For him, it it was like a door that he walked through. It, it, the grave, it was, it was our issue. It, it had been a trap door for men and women ever since the sin in the garden. Folks have fallen in and been unable to come out, but Jesus showed up with the key. The issue is not with Jesus getting up from the grave. It's whether or not a person believes it. I'll close with this. The Bible says Peter went home that day marveling. But what about you? How will we leave here this day? Will will any of our issues stand in the way after sitting here, listening and looking into that open tomb of Jesus? Uh, will, Will we be believing? Will we be amazed? Will we be running to tell somebody that he is risen? Will we share In fact, this is not a suggestion. This is God's plan. Let's leave this place marveling at what has happened. Marveling at the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Marveling at the fact that we no longer need to have issues at the grave. Knowing that when we believe him, he settles it for us. Death could not hold him down. Go tell someone he's risen. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. Let this truth be embedded and burned into our hearts. Let it be growing in our spirits and overcome our flesh forever. 
Help it to send us like the women propelled to tell someone that Jesus is risen. Thank you that he took on the grave in our place. Thank you that the grave is now a door and he has the key. Thank you for the hope that because he's risen, we'll rise. In Jesus' name, amen.